Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And it was 125 years ago today when Companies House received the paperwork and approved the legal formation of Manchester City Association Football Club. And here we are, 125 years later, in genuine contention for an unprecedented quadruple. Exciting times and an exciting, excited and excitable group of guests. A very warm welcome to Tony Newgrosh. Good evening. Uh, to Spencer Debson. Hello. And to respected journalist and broadcaster, Joe Doherty. Thank you. Good evening. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Download the Ladbrooks app and play 1-2-3, a free game where you have to predict three correct Premier League scores, get all three right and win £100, get just one right and get a free £2 bet, and two correct for a free £5 bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gentlemen, 125 years of history... Uh, I don't know if you saw, saw my tweet earlier on today, but I gave my own sort of personal reflections on that, and I included things like favourite memories of my amazing dad discussing the great Peter Doherty, no relation, Joe, um, Mercer and Allison, Bell Lee and Summerby, the Junior Blues, the Kipak Street Stand, Bananas, York City Away, Gillingham, the Aguero Moment, the Zabba Song, Pep. What are your favourites, Joe? Uh, well, I think I, th- I think you're going to really struggle to top that Aguero moment, aren't you? Just everything about that moment, because it was not only was it one of the most amazing moments in English football, full stop. Never mind just our history. Just everything about it. There was the it was the most City way of winning a title, and we stopped United winning it with the last kick of the game. So I, th- I think you can't look beyond that. Personally, one of my favourite memories though is that FA Cup semi final seven years no, no eight years ago today which was after all the stick we'd taken off them for years, beating them at Wembley. So for me, it's those two are the top two. Sure. Tony? Did I, did I miss that Aguero moment? Did I, you might have been. Yeah, you yeah, might have been asleep. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's um, difficult at your age, I know. To I keep went up for a couple of slightly off-the-wall ones. I went for Charlton, 5-1. 
because it just it was such oh, happy yeah. times it was such a time of innocence we i remember we just strolled up to the kipax on the day three pounds fifty thousand people in the kipax it felt like bouncing down the terraces five on that was for me as a kid that just sums up what city was like as a kid and i also went i think for me colin bell's comeback game in 77 mm. I was nine years old. Came on second half, I think, he? Didn't did, he? nearly scored with a header, but just the hair still stand up on the back of my neck when I think of that moment, the roar the crowd gave. That was fantastic. That was city for life for me. Sure. Mm. Interesting, just on that, because I, I was at the same game, and I do remember he kind of dragged that leg behind him, didn't he? I mean, you could just tell he was not fit, and he never really regained full pitch. No, never, and that, In a way, it was so it was the elation when he ran out onto that pitch, uh, but, but actually also the sadness to see him really just being sort of a shadow of his, former self really it was, uh, but I understand exactly what you're saying Spencer mm. uh, complete uh, the hat trick for us and, and give us your favourite well memories. Uh, my favourite and it's, it's there's two actually one is is well, well known and one, one, one a bit less uh, definitely Gillingham 2-0 uh, down walking down Wembley Way wiping my nose and you know and we all know what happened there did you leave? were you and one of the I least? absolutely left oh I, you didn't? yes yes and uh, and even at 2-1 you know carried on and of course <laughs> ran back <laughs> and I always remember there was this fellow who at 2-0 down came out with us and he kicked the uh, kicked the bin on the way out you've never seen such anger and that same fella 45 minutes later, you've never seen such joy. <laughs> and it was the most incredible turnaround, we all know. But this guy sort of, you know, epitomised the whole thing for me. I was quite uh, confident in <laughs> the 89th minute. Why are you such a fuss about? Uh, it was amazing, wasn't it? Nicky Weaver on high and all this. Um, and then the other one, which is perhaps a little bit, a bit more left of field, was the semi-final of the 81 Cup run. Villa Park, we all know that the final didn't work out too well, but Paul, the semi-final... Paul Power. Paul Power, right at the end of the game, beautiful free kick lofted. And the thing for me that game was, not being the tallest City fan, I was right at the back of the stand. I could see no green unless I jumped up and down. And so I saw hardly any football that day, but the atmosphere was incredible and electric. And as a sort of 16-year-old at the time... Again, these are the moments that, that, that sort of cement your relationship. Uh, it's with the club. interesting. I mean, it's interesting you talk about standing, and I know Joe, you've done a little bit of work on on standing That's as, as well, haven't you? Project, yeah. Exactly. And 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 <clears throat> you talk about it, Tony, as well. Just just on that, without going into the whole issue of um, standing at grounds, we will come on to that at some point, I guess, as time goes on and, and it comes back into vogue. But do you not think it's lost not a bit, but a huge amount? The difference between standing at Wembley behind the goal. And having been there many times, like most City fans, sitting there and watching it, it's just there is no comparison in terms of the atmosphere that's generated, the feeling you have watching a football match. There is no comparison, is there? You're absolutely right. And I sometimes go to Barnet just because you can stand there. You take the kids for a quid and it's great. Not quite full capacity these days, sadly, at Barnet. But no, you do miss it, don't you? And we all had our own little square on the terrace where we'd stand and just piling down as the goal went in it was it was it was what it was about no and the atmosphere definitely suffers because i hope one day we'll bring it back we know the reasons it's gone for now but with safe standing i very much hope things will change in the future and again i said we were going to talk about it but just being at palace at the weekend and we'll come on to that of course a little bit later in the show everybody stood of course but you're standing there in a, a terrace that is designed for seats and it is the, like the least safe way to stand and every mm. single away fan in every single away ground stands for 90 minutes so it's a nonsense it makes no sense at all but as i say we'll 
we'll, we will revisit that. Can we? Well, I'll tell you what, let, let, let's start at Palace then. Let's actually start with Palace and let's start with the league stuff and then we can get on to the two uh, games against Spurs. So, so let's kind of. A very strong lineup, it's fair to say, you know, having sort of missed out at Spurs, which I say we'll come on to. But when you saw that team announced, Spencer, you must have thought, right, this is more like it. You know, those three up front, De Bruyne are in the starting lineup. Bit disappointed, Fernandinho's maybe picked up a knock and not, not taking part. But apart from that, it's pretty much our strongest 11, wasn't it? Absolutely strong team. Um, Benjamin Mendy at left back, of course, we raised a little, little bit of an eyebrow. Um, but we, um, I found myself perversely sort of cheering something average early on because it was like, OK, we're good. Um, but he put in a competent performance. And actually, I think the, the, the sort of players' ratings at the end, it was almost like a row of sevens with a few eights. Um, I thought actually David Silva um, put in a good performance and more like the old David Silva that, 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 that we know. Um, uh, but overall, very competent of course, we had that um, hesitance at 2-1. Was, was an injustice going to happen? But I thought we collected ourselves very well at that point. Actually, they never threatened, apart from the goal and a, and a, and a bit of a goal-mouth scramble. And I thought we finished the game off really well. Pleased that Jesus got, got, got the last goal as well. Highly competent performance, I thought. Never really in doubt, but but there's there is as Spencer says, Joe. There's always that nervousness, isn't there? When you certainly at one nil and then back at two one again. So there were. I did feel standing there, not sitting there, <laughs> that there was. I felt nervous for longer periods than I should have done, really, considering we dominated the game. I wasn't that nervous at two one, partly because it was a bit later in the game. But I always felt we were going to close it out. And I think one player who who's played and not many people have talked about who I think was a big part of calming everything down and. And why the team looks. So Please say it's the player I think you're going to say, because I've had a round with my dad before you say this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. There is one player which is in my head, and I won't lie. I said he had a great game. My dad hates him anyway. And, and kind of, even if he has a good game, don't say anything. Even if he has a good game, he said, oh, I didn't have a good game. And he thought he was rubbish. Please say the person I think you're going to say. Well, I, I don't think we're on the same page here, because I <laughs> right. don't think any City fan could hate the guy I'm going to say. Okay. Company. No. Well, no, of course, no one hates him. No, of course. Well, I thought he was brilliant. No, I did as well. It's not yeah. the one all my dad season, hates. Maybe, all season, people have said his legs have been going, but I think since Liverpool, he was excellent. when he's played, he's really brought a real drive into the team. He he commands himself well, and yeah, I think that was a big part of why we didn't. I so, who did my dad think had a shit game, and I thought I had a good game? Then I'm going with Sane. No, Sterling. begins with a G. Yes, Gundawa. Oh, he hates him. Oh, he's not the only uh, one. What, the, would you hate him as well? well? No, not me, but Twitter's full of people slacking good. But he had a good game. He, he had a good game. To be fair, he's... ever since your dad was liberated in 1945, <laughs> he's always had this slight bias, hasn't he? <laughs> I'm well, sure you're right. For a gentleman who grew up in the Bert Troutman era. I well, mean, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think Gundogan, a lot of people seem to have a real issue with him, and it feels like he's, I think he's a good shout for man of the match most weeks. He's such a classy player on the ball. He never, he very rarely puts a foot wrong, scores a few good goals. I don't see why people can have a problem with it. You better not go out for a beer with, uh, with your dad then. I don't go out with a bit of my dad anyway. I tend to stay in for one nowadays, to be fair. So, Tony, what, what sort of... We've talked about you know, decent selection. I mean, that front three, to see those front three starting, um, excited, you know, and, and De Bruyne was in the side. We mentioned Mendy as well. You must have been pretty pleased when you saw that lineup and yeah, confident. very pleased. thought they all had a good game, to be honest. It was good to see Mendy get some proper game time, and we're going to need a proper left-back in the next few weeks. Um, Zinchenko's done brilliantly, but he's not a left-back. Delph has been, I think, finally exposed. So we need Mendy. Company, I thought, was excellent. He's a leader, and I think we'd have played a lot better if Spurs, if he'd been on the pitch, driving the team forward. It was a 
classic performance, I thought. Professional, I thought they did everything they needed to do, didn't expend too much energy, mm. um, and was never even doubted. They always say 2 nils a dangerous score, and it could have been, but we closed it out, so but we job done. We, we, how can we have that almost 80% possession and, and still have those periods of nervousness? And, and <clears throat> frankly... You know, we should have scored more. We should have won by a bigger margin. Are you saying that we're just pacing ourselves and we're not not using up too much energy? Big, big few games coming up. Is that genuinely what's going on? Do you believe? I think the one criticism you could make is we're not always as ruthless as we could mm. have been. I mean, that Sterling missed. Well, he should out. have scored his hat trick. Yeah. He should. That's, that's unforgivable. But he didn't let him phase it. That was the important yeah. thing. Did I, it? I think that's a good thing that's happened because that's the second time this season one of our players has missed a sitter and then a minute later gone and scored a world in. I think that must be something of the attitude Pep's given the players the confidence he gives them because you see that with so many other clubs if a player misses a chance like that that's then done for the day and people have said about Sterling if he'd done that last season as well his yeah. head would have gone well, down look at that United game last year he misses a poor chance then he went off to miss two sitters and it cost us the game this season, even if he misses the first one, I don't think he's missing the second. But he still divides opinion, doesn't he? I was watching it with a friend of mine who's a, a Newcastle fan, and he's just like, still, he's rubbish. And as soon as he oh, missed that chance, he was that, you see what I mean? <laughs> and two minutes later, he's won the game for Sterling us. Sterling is the player that I argue with everyone about mm. because they just, they just talk such bollocks about him. It really winds me up because he's every week this season, he's, you know, he's two goals, he's a hat-trick away from being the top scorer. He's got so many goals and assists. And now he beats a man as well, because I thought last season, whilst his finishing improved, he wasn't playing as well as an out-and-out winger, I didn't think. But now he's improved that element of his game, his crossing's improved. Spencer, Spencer, why does he divide opinion then? Because well, Joe's right, I mean, he's in contention for player of the year. Yeah, other he, people are talking he about. actually divides opinion in a perverse way, because he's actually not a natural goal scorer. He's not in the Aguero mould, he's not in the... But he scores so many goals, because his positioning is so... Uh, impressive. He scuffed in the second one, um, didn't he? The didn't second one on. scuffed, but it was a I very that accurate was a really scuff. Good yeah, it was I a great scuff. I thought that um, was a really good finish. It was. A, I thought it was a good finish, net because it was. It it's had up to there. be just so. It's and up there the for scuff first of the month, goal isn't it? was world class. You know, every striker bar none would have just blasted that. Tried to get it under the keeper. And more importantly, that what was a... De Bruyne's first assist since last May. Yes. Did you believe? I mean, it was. Yeah. I thought that was a thing of beauty. Talk mm. about the Pep Guardiola football. I mean, that was just fantastic. Not but a bad I think, assist as well. Fantastic. You know, I think that's why Sterling does it because, of course, he's a little bit personally controversial. He's not afraid to speak out. Um, he had that sort of controversial move from Liverpool a little bit. And I think um, those are the sort of contributory factors. But, I mean, he is capable of being one of the top five players in the world, isn't he? And he's, and he's well on his way to he it. He does sometimes still run down blind alleys, doesn't he, and lose the ball. And he can still improve, but he's still young enough to. But how many of our players have been good every week this yeah. season, to be fair? You, you talked about, somebody talked about David Silva. I think it was, was it you, Spencer. So, so in terms of, uh, it's fair to say he's a legend. Uh, he has clearly contributed, you know, <laughs> what he's done for our club, you know, is, is just amazing. We've won everything with him. Uh, and he's had, compared with his very high standard, a re- relatively poor season. Mm. Um, your reflections on that and thoughts on that, you said you saw a different silver. Is he, and again, I'm asking this just, I don't necessarily believe this, but I'm doing this because mm. it's kind of my job sat in this chair. Would you say he's now over the hill and, and we're looking to maybe replace him or do you think it's, he's still a top, top player. Where, where do you see Silva? I'm still on the side of he's a top, top player. Um, the, the issue is, isn't it, that when you've got a player with such an incredible legacy and consistency over five, six, seven seasons, 
you then take a mental adjustment to think, are these, is this a bad few games or is this a decline of a great player? Uh, I still think he's a great player. Clearly, Pep has got a great deal of, um, uh, of trust in him. He's often captain, isn't he, when he plays? Um, so I think there's still more to come, but it's the rest of this season and next season. Uh, you know, how old is he now? Is he 33 30, now. 33, 34. So I'm still a fan, but uh, he's not kept up the standards in the last dozen games that we're used to. I agree completely about that. I think he's still a top player because what people have forgotten is Pellegrini's last season, 2016, second half of that season, he was really bad, much worse than he's been <laughs> at any point this season. And he, you know, he more than came back in the two seasons since. And I think you've also got to throw in the fact that first half of the season, he was scoring goals for fun. Like this season, he just, he got a knock and I don't think he was ever quite the same after that. But you got to remember, you know, there was the game in Europe where he got the last minute goal. He scored against United. Um, and he, there, was the, there was like the free kick against Huddersfield. He, he has had, overall, he still had a fairly decent season. Tony, you've been laughing. I'm not sure you're laughing at Joe or with Joe. <laughs> or what's, what's your view then of the no, Silver Saga? He's not been at his ultimate high standards. I think that's fair to say. But he's not a player who relies on pace particularly, so I don't think we will see the sort of rapid decline you see with certain other players. Mm. I think he's still got a lot to offer uh, and he deserves every chance to prove it. I think he'll be used more and more sparingly. Mm. Bernardo, I think, has been exceptional mm. this season and has supplanted him to a certain extent, but he's world-class and he will remain so for a while to come. Something we've not seen much of this year and something that has concerned some people, including myself, is this Sane... Uh, and Mendy combinations so down that left-hand side. People said there's not necessarily the room for the two of them. Seemed to work all right, actually, I thought, um, against Palace. It didn't give us the sort of problems them ending up in the same space together and getting each other's way. It was mm. seemed to work. And Mendy seemed to behave himself and, and was kind of playing to orders, mm. I'm not sure, but it seemed to work, didn't it? He was it? quite disciplined. And That's the word. Mind, That's the word, disciplined. Thank you, yes. Definitely under orders, I'd I say. Mean, the one player Definitely. who could have caused us problems was Zaha, and yeah. he didn't. Um, Mainly, I think, because Palace just simply didn't have the ball. But we need a defender. We're going to have to use mm. Mendy this season. We are going to need a left-back to bring home all those trophies. So I thought they did well together. I thought they shackled Zaha very, very well. And I think with a few more games, then Mendy will mm. hopefully prove his worth. Look, at least he's fresh, isn't he? He's mm. got some way. He's got a little bit of uh, stuff to prove, I think, hasn't he? He's come back two or three games. Okay. Let's let's see it, uh, and he's going to be put in some very big games, isn't he? He's going to he's going to feature in the it's next. It's not an easy games. team to slot straight back into, no. is it? With the way no. they've zipped that ball around, no. you really got to be up to speed, haven't you? Yeah, I think he just needs a full season under his belt, doesn't he? You mentioned Jesus as well at the start, or Jesus. Uh, again, someone else who divides opinion, particularly on this show as well. We've got those that are in the love camp, and those are certainly in the in the opposite camp. Uh, but he comes on and he scores goals. Doesn't necessarily start many games, but he scores goals. He knows where the back of the net is, and he's got I, to take credit. I love Jesus. Don't tell the rabbi. <laughs> I do. Uh, I always have done, and I always have a big uh, discussion with a dear friend of mine about this, who who, who is not a fan. You know, he's is he twenty now, isn't he? Uh, he came in. He made a. Of a fantastic early impression and I think that's the thing is that when you get that early bounce you think here we've got a wonder kid who's you know like a young Ronaldo and it's going to be like that and it takes time to settle in I think he's got a great attitude he's always sort of bouncing around and he looks like he enjoys his football 
Um, of course, he misses chances. He infuriates. If Sergio had had that chance, it would have been in and all this. But I think he will mature uh, into a really top, top player. And I'd love to think that he could be at City for the next five years. I, 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 am, I am an absolute fan. Yeah, you in the same camp, Joe? Totally agree with that. I think that um, he, I think he's shown signs of being a bit of a confidence player this season. Like, uh, he'll go on a run where he doesn't do anything and he'll go on a run where he's really good week in, week out. But it's like you say, he does know where the goal is. He's one of the best finishers in the side. And that goal at the weekend was, was a very good finish, given the circumstances. OK, admittedly, was he onside or not? Debatable, but... You know, you play for the whistle when he took his goal. Well, not really debatable. He was off, wasn't he? His I, leg couldn't, was really, off. I couldn't really see. You know what? <laughs> I haven't watched it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, VAR was all that, wouldn't yeah, it? Tony? Certainly would. Yeah. Certainly would. No, it was a good finish. Look, he's young. In many respects, he reminds me of Sterling a couple mm. of seasons ago. Yeah. But some people say he's rubbish, and yet he's scoring very important goals for us. We need him as well. So I've every right to believe he will come good in the years ahead, and I think he'll be a critical player for us this season. All right, listen, we're going to come back shortly and talk about two very important games against Tottenham Hotspur. In the meantime, we'll take a quick break. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. We've got three Spurs games coming up. Well, we've got two coming up, and we've had one. Correct. They, they didn't hear what we were talking about in the break, Joe. I think that's what it was. Thank you for clarifying that for everybody. <laughs> Did they not hear that? No. We've cut, we've cut all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, we've had one, and we've got two coming up. So, who wants to kick off, then, on the one that we, we had? Who was at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Just me, then. I'm a student, so yeah. not made of money. So, uh, it was all right. I did it. Everybody's talked how marvellous this stadium is. I'm going to talk about the stuff that's not so great. There's like one turnstile for the away fans all to filter in. And the space behind the scenes is very, very narrow. And it's tight. And you would have thought when you've got a brand new stadium like that, you would have you know, access egress in and out of the ground. It's really important. But I thought it was really tight space. Uh, and of course, the loser's still ankle deep in piss. You know, so so that, you know, it's just... Reminds me of the old Kipak Street too much when I went for a piss, but there we go. Uh, but no, listen, in terms of the, the uh, arena itself, it's pretty impressive. Um, but How did you get there, Nod? I actually got... A, it's a good question, because I struggle. In the end, I managed to find a Spurs fan who lived in the London area who was willing to give me a lift. So I travelled down, met up with him, and uh, got in his car, and he had a car, car parking space around the corner. So it was... Uh, I think, shabby. I think public transport would, yeah. be, would be difficult. Yeah, it's and, not and an easy I, ground to get Do you not think it looks a bit out of place, sorry, like where it... Where it is, considering it's where the old ground was. I mean, it's exactly where they are. It's just like the old ground with an extension. When on I it, went to know. see it, I think it, I think it looks really out of place in that area. I mean, certainly they've got to sort the transportation links. Yeah. That, well, that's, it'll be a catalyst to an urban renewal thing. Won't oh it? yeah, it'll be the, you know, it's happened elsewhere, <laughs> hasn't it? But impressive stadium, albeit not behind the scenes, but a less than impressive num- lineup for City, Joe. First of all, which surprised everybody, uh, and then. Comparing it with the performance against Palace, not a great performance on the on the pe- on the pitch, and meant we've got a one nil deficit to to make up for this week back at the Etihad. Your, your thoughts on the lineup first? Well, were you I surprised? I wasn't no because I think we were never going to win every single game this month, and if we had to not win the game, 
let it be one that we've got a second chance. To, well, obviously, as long as you keep it down, we don't lose 3-0. Let it be the game that we have a game that we take them back in. You know, we can't afford to lose any league games. We could afford to lose 1-0 there. I'd like to think we're more than good enough to win 2 or 3-0 tomorrow night and go through. I wasn't surprised at all by the lineup. I, I thought the team looked a bit disjointed in a way that probably needs working on because everyone talks about us having this great squad. And you have to say when people aren't there, the team doesn't... It's not just about the quality of the players. The team's like movement and how they play together, I think, suffers as a result. And I, that I, I agree with you. Probably needs working on. But apart from that... No I'm surprised real... that KDB didn't start. I'm surprised, Delta, Delta came, I'm, I'm surprised KDB came on so late. I'm not surprised he didn't start. Uh, Delph at left back I was annoyed with what about you Tony frustrated frustrated with the team and frustrated with the performance I thought he gave them gave Spurs the initiative to a certain extent uh, with the team Mares, I think has yet to convince I'm not sure what he did to deserve a starting place Delph as we alluded to before I think has been found out a little at left back and play to the whistle we were all taught that as a kid especially in the era of VAR which we all love so much Nigel if the ball was out it will be given us out so you play on uh, instead of giving some the initiative there and poor penalty not for the first time I'm not sure Aguero should be taking penalties he missed he's missed a few hasn't he yep. I mean the one against Swansea was technically a miss as well I thought his penalty in the shootout against yeah. Chelsea was poor he got away with it and he put it exactly where Lloris was going to save mm. it if he went the right way and we looked deflated after that and just determined it seemed to hand Spurs the initiative throughout the whole game it was there for the taking I mean it's all about fine margins and you do you can't help but look back and think if only that penalty had gone in it would have not only given us the away goal but it clearly would have changed the complexion of the game as well completely there's no question. There's no doubt. Um, it, it was a disappointing performance. It just was, wasn't it? Um, the goal was dealt a little bit at fault. It, let's give Son some credit there. It was actually a good, a good twist and turn and shot. Uh, could Edison have been a bit more on the ground? Maybe. Look, it's 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 manageable if we put in a half decent performance back at uh, our place tomorrow. We'll do it. So we can't be too too critical, but you know, let's move on. Let's look forward. Well, so let's do that exactly, exactly on my mind. So looking forward, then Tony, strongest eleven, attacking formation, go for it, or do not concede a goal because, as we know, what the maths are, they score a goal, we've got to score three before. That's we do the danger, isn't it? That away goal, uh, no Kane, not a huge loss from our perspective, as it were. Um, we'll see if Deli Ali is fit. I suspect he will play. Yeah, but look, they're not a bad team, Spurs. I thought they were very average last mm. week, to be honest. There's a curious stat. Them. When Ted Kane doesn't play, actually, there is, Spurs' results are, are normally very, very good. If someone <laughs> would have said you could have Son injured or you can have Kane injured, I thought we'd all, we'd, we'd, all, we'd all agree who we'd rather have. Well, I thought last week Otamendi was doing quite a good job on Kane because he tends to be better against those sort of strikers. As soon as Kane goes off and they're playing with a bit... I think teams, when they're described as a one-man team like Spurs often are, I think they play with a lot more freedom when that player's not there and as a result, play better. I think it'll suit them a lot better away from yeah. home as well, won't it? Because mm. clearly they're going to defend, they're going to play on the break and they'll use Mora 
and Son. They've got a bit of pace between them to try and hurt us. As you say, they get one, all of a sudden we really are chasing the game. So I'm excited, actually. I think... And what, might... about, what about us then, Tony? What, 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 you talked a lot about Spurs in terms of how they're going to line up and so on. What, what, what should our approach be? Should I... it be all the, all out attack or and let's score five or six? Or, or, or is that not going to be possible? I think we've been quite patient when we need to be. And what do you think be? Pep's going to do? Well, I think <laughs> um... we know our best front three now, don't we? Unquestionably. Yeah. They should play. Fernandinho, will he come back? Probably. I hope Stones plays. I think he deserves a chance. I think he chance. will, actually. He put him in, it's curious, he put him in the press conference today. Um, <clears throat> you know, why would you put out a player who's not going to actually play mm. the game? I mean, uh, Laporte seems to be... I think Stones and Laporte plays every play. game, doesn't he? Yeah. So pick one. I, look, I've got confidence in all of the oh, centre-halves. I don't think that's where the problem is. What would you do at left-back? Uh, you've got to play Mendy, in my opinion. He's got the pace. Sinchenko doesn't have the pace, and he's a brilliant player, but he's not really a full-back. So is, is it Vinny and Stone? Just we have to go through the youngest Stones on the team. Laporte, so so who, you, you say you want to see Stones. Stones and Laporte. We've talked about Vinny being a great leader. Is he really up for a big game like that? I'm not I'm sure, not sure if... I risk him tomorrow. Two games in, what, three days. So let's pick our team then. So we've got Edison in goal. Yeah. We've gone with Mendy at left back, Walker at right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd go Danilo at right back. I think oh, Walker, Walker oh. recently has been such... Uh, he does something... He seems to do something stupid every game. I think he's been... Uh, he come back. He's got back into his rhythm, actually. He's, 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 not, he's not going to drop Walker. He's not, not going to drop Walker. We need his pace tomorrow. He's, he's, not got, gonna, he's got to Can't play. see that, Joe. Yeah, but listen, uh, we'll, we'll log it. I would like to see... Uh, well, I know we've got a lot of games, so I'm sure he will play at some point I would like to see Danilo play tomorrow night personally alright well, well we'll log that and obviously you'll get full compliment and praise and, and everything that's coming your way if wasn't you're right ex- wasn't expecting that I have to say that's, that's we'll, throwing wait, me that. well wait and see you, you might be surprised uh, and in terms of the centre backs then Joe you're going Stone with support the, definitely. Yeah. so we're going Fernandinho back Yeah. and who else partners him in midfield Bernardo fit yes. Yes. yes Bernardo and De Bruyne yeah, we all, we'll all agreed on those. And then the front three we've, we've already yeah, picked yeah. as well. So, so the there's only really right back then. We're probably, I suppose the centre-back pairings could, could change as well. You've got Otamendi and company in the mix I wouldn't as well. play Otamendi against pacey strikers that Spurs are going to put out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'll be good. He, I'd play Otamendi at United potentially if Lukaku's going to play, but not against... And what's going to happen then? So we, we know what we need to do. I'll tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> well, we, we, we want to hear it first. Salt the crystal ball. Spencer well, Nelson, tell us all. Don't please. ruin it for me, mate. I'm not sure I'm going to bother well, going now. you know, KDB is going to slot it through to Leroy and he's going to knock it over and Aguero's going to knock it in, you know. So <laughs> one, one all, one all extra time don't. penalties. <laughs> you heard it here. I'm feeling bullish. I'm feeling confident. Uh, actually, Pep said, "Let the crowd get really behind the team." He's made a big, made a big play made on this. A big spiel about this, like surprise, you know. But we'll do that. And there's still tickets available. That's about an interesting, 50. isn't it? Yeah. So they're keen, it's obviously. Not many. No. Bought... That, yeah, but there were still tickets available for the Liverpool game last week. Of course. But, and, and of course, their fans were at Spurs instead to go us. So. Sure. We saw that on Twitter. You saw the same Twitter feed that I saw. Yeah. So. Uh, Spencer's going with a, a City win, Joe. I think we're going to win 2-0. I think we'll score early. I think we'll have a lot... We'll have an extended period of pressure. I think we'll have a goal disallowed. <laughs> I then think Spurs... Spurs <laughs> In the 37th will, minute. Spurs will hit the post and give us a right goal, but then right at the end, Jesus is going to come on and make it 2-0. <laughs> Can Tony Newgrosh. But, but, yeah, please. slightly disappointed lack of recognition for my last two predictions on this show. It would have been absolutely spot on. Okay, so hear it here first. We right. will win 3-1 
and we will be in the Champions League. What's the order of the goals then? <laughs> Don't even go. There. Don't say them yeah. to score first. I'm going to write misery for half the no. game. As Lisa Rabinovich isn't here this week, yeah, I, we I, need a bit of misery. Come on, I, I'm going to add some misery. <laughs> yeah, and I do. just and I've said yeah. all the way through that the quadruple is just beyond anybody, and I think the Champions League is the one that I think we're going to struggle most. And I've got a horrible feeling that Spurs only need to score one. And I think once that happens, I think they are going to score one. We may get a couple, but we're not going to get three. I feel in my water, sadly. And listen, nothing will give me greater pleasure, as you know, to knock Spurs out and go through to the semi-finals. Have you got Lisa but under the desk there? I haven't, but I genuinely have got... I'm Nigel, you're nervous. usually the... I know, and it's maybe typical City. It's maybe 125 years. I don't know what's doing it to Come me. Come on, typical Spurs, though. Maybe. They're I hope, Joe, I hope you're right, my friend. Yep. Spurs, exactly. Listen, See, I have a slightly different take on this. I think we'll get through tomorrow. I think we'll we'll be against Juve in the semis, and I think that will be an almighty task. Mm, I agree. Um, Can I tell you what it will be tomorrow? It will be a great game. Well, I, hope so. I, hope, I, think, yeah. I hope it's not a tactical... I think it will. I don't think Spurs... They will defend, but I don't think we'll get the cynicism and the dreadful time-wasting. Really, no, I think they'll at least try and have a game with us, as it were. And it should be a great atmosphere, and I hope it does sell out. Um, I'm quietly confident. Looking forward to it very much. Let's let's look forward then to then we play them again in the league. Of course, uh, Saturday I think it's twelve thirty kickoff. Um, and does the result in the Champions League going to have any bearing on on the league fixture? Uh, on the league fixture. Well, I think it will, but I think either way it results in us winning. I think if we go out, to, I think if we go out Spurs, we're going right. We're coming for you and getting some revenge. And I think if we go through against them, I think that will drain them and they just. They just won't be up for it and we'll be on our roll and we'll do them. I, I, well, one thing we know, the team will be somewhat different. There's going to be yeah, four or five changes. For both, I think. As well. and I think yeah, look, they, yeah, they'll be yeah. more knackered than we are. I agree. They do not have the squad depth that we do. Yeah. So if we need to rotate, we will. Spurs have only really got a starting 11, haven't they? So I would like to think that works in our favour. Yeah. Albeit they had no game the weekend. We had the semi-final against Brighton. They've had, what, one game at home to Huddersfield while we've had three trips to London. So, mm. you know, there's some tired legs out there tomorrow and they'll, they'll need us, the players. So let's, let's do our bit. So let's have a prediction then from you, Tony. Let, let's, we, we've had the Champions League. You, you've told us exactly what's going to happen there. In terms of the league fixture, we, we recognise going to be a few changes. We'll already clearly know what the result would have been in Europe. We've got to win. We've just got to keep winning. We're we going do. to do that? I think we will. We've got a very good home record against Spurs, haven't we? Uh, it's been a wee while since I think they've beaten us. Um, I will go for 2 0 to the boys in blue. Okay, Joe? 1 0 City on Saturday. 2 0. All right. Can we just look forward to something I'm asking all my guests, and, and you guys haven't been on for a while, Joe in particular? It's good to have you back. Uh, so, thoughts on the quadruple then? Everybody's talking about it. I've given you my view, and just to remind you, I think the other three we could do. Uh, I feel confident about that. Obviously, one we've already done, of course. And we're in pole position for the league. We just win our games and it's ours. It's in our hands, as mm. they say. Uh, and I think the FA Cup, you'd like to think, even on the day, one-off final against Watford, you'd like to see us winning that. So the Champions mm. League for me is the one I think I feel less yeah, confident. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. so anybody want to kind of disagree with that? or It would be, it would be just... St- 
beautiful yet perverse, wouldn't it, if we come out with the first domestic treble that's been ever done in the history of British football <laughs> or English football and, and fail at the Champions League. Um, that would be something, though, to be Spencer. That's not to be sneezed at, is absolutely it? Absolutely not. The press but there, would do There that. will be an element of the media that says, here goes Pep Guardiola, you know, he did it in Germany, he's done it in England, but he still hasn't won the Champions League. And the owners, as part of the project, you've and got project to win the... And all this stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, so it would be uh, ridiculous, but, but predictable if that's what <laughs> happened. Um, I think that could happen. Um, and I do think it, it would be incredible if we could do it. I'd love to think we could do it. I'm a little bit with you. I think we might come out with three out of the four. Liverpool got an easier run in. Liverpool got more home games. Liverpool seem to have luck on their side. They're kind of winning ugly, sort of goalkeeping errors. Yeah. That did, sort of thing. Did someone do a stat that uh, they should be 10 point difference, difference, you know. Throw in the fact they've that. They've had the luck, we haven't. They've had the penalties, we haven't as well. Exactly. You know. so, I think so, we, so, Joe, where, where are you? Are you? Are you going with me saying it's that amazing yeah. domestic treble, Definitely. which would be awesome, of course, yeah. which would be mm. fantastic. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I think to win the league this season would be a very big achievement because. You, there's the element of we were far behind a few months ago. We will have retained it, and then you can't really argue that this is one of this is. I already think coming back from last season is one of the great Premier League teams because obviously 100 points and that. But the, but the only argument people have had is that we haven't retained it, and that mm. blows that argument out of the water. So. And of course, some would argue it's not a good Arsenal. Of course, the Invincibles. How can you possibly go through a season losing games? Arsenal were the Invincibles, but Joe. W- what's what's more embarrassing? Losing two games to... Didn't lose all season, Arsenal. But they drew at Portsmouth and who did we... Drew 12 games that season, yeah, I Yeah, they, didn't they draw to us that year? Didn't lose. But we, we lost. We lost 4-3 to Liverpool. We didn't get humiliated and we lost to United, which was horrible. But again, both games we should have won. I'm doing the Arsenal podcast next week, by the way. <laughs> what, with so. Ian Stone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Tony... God forbid we should only win two trophies this season. Can you imagine if I told you that when I was walking out of Wickham away having lost 1-0 and Joe Rawl complaining, well, we were unlucky. If you told me, you'd be miserable about only winning two trophies. You know what? Let's just embrace and, the, and enjoy it. Which are the two? Champions League and League Cup? I take, Is that what I take, you know what? I would take any... If we win one more trophy, I'm happy. You, you mean know, two first, cups? Two cups. Seriously? Just... Just the two. You'd I be happy with me. I, I, just the two. But if, being if in that position, we're in, I'd agree. being in that the position we're in now, and having got to that position, and Joe said to come back and 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 make up that deficit, that would be surely a disappointing season, wouldn't it? You know it? what? If we finish second in the league with ninety points, you've got to say what more could they have done? Hundred we'll points. Beat Newcastle. We, and beat we, we got hundred. Mares could have scored that penalty. He could. He could. I'll tell you, he'll be disappointed from this point on if we end up with two cups. I would be delighted no and we've been royally entertained again this season and we should never forget just how low we were in those 125 years and just how bloody lucky we are now we'll need a little bit of luck yes we could still do the quadruple but I'm going to enjoy the ride and I'm going to celebrate as long oh, as we win one more trophy only the league cup I'll be the miserable little sod in town <laughs> I promise you but I'll take I'll take one more and I'm what happy what about the community shield as well anyway yeah, yeah be, Pep's be very insistent that counts mm-hmm. Listen, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Thanks to my three guests, to Tony Dugrosh, to Joe Doherty, and to Spencer Debson. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. 
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.